What's up, everybody? We're back for another episode of the Ryan Loafer Podcast. Woo-hoo! Right. be good. My name is, uh, what is my name? Chris Knievel? Chris Con Radical? Super, super Con Radical. <laughs> I'm, missing my, my good, I'm missing my good buddy Suit Steve up here, but we got to the Fireball Bill. Yeah. We got Nicole up, and guys? the Chicken Mike. The Chicken. Man, this is going to be awesome. We got a lot of really cool stuff. We got chickens. We're talking about Texas history. Cocks. <laughs> oh, and lots of other things. Yes. Uh, what he said. <laughs> see you in a little bit. All right, guys, we're back here at the uh, Ride a Lifter podcast. Uh, this is episode uh, 2000. Or, uh, uh, pretty close, 2001. Uh, I'm wearing an evil, <laughs> evil Knievel suit because I'm with my good buddies over here. We're having a good old time. Right. We're always uh, having adventures and all that. Just uh, a few. Yeah, just, just a few. So we got uh, Chicken Mike and Nicole. Yes. We're going to be talking about some, uh, you know, your history in the Garden Hen. And uh, you know chickens in Texas and all that kind of stuff. So and and Nicole wearing her sitting pants. Exactly. Yeah, that's correct. Exactly. Yeah, does that sitting pants? Say stitten or stitten strutten pants? Strutten from pants. a lady wrangler. Right. Strutten <laughs> pants. All right. Yes. You got to have those on. She's yes. always strutting. I got my sitting <laughs> pants on. Right. <laughs> so I named you Chicken Mike. So we met a long time ago, right? I've always been impressed with you, right? We were good friends. Always the entrepreneur, making stuff and. Uh, Taking care of business. I, I have to give you complete credit for the nickname. I mean, yeah. if you now Google it, it almost pops up quicker yes, than our, very uh, famous. Than our uh, <laughs> business name. Yes. Uh, so I got to tell people sometimes I'm like, Google the Garden Hen or Google Chicken Mike. You know, everything's going to pop up. We got a good reputation. Uh, but it, it, it's it's been a long journey, but it takes like a. We were at a place the other day, another local business, and he says, local businesses helping local businesses. Yeah. You know, so thinking about staying local creating an opportunity people that make a craft and have a hand handcraft and if it's a coop or a boot it doesn't matter they they can cross pollinate somehow somewhere no, if you see what they actually do online if you go to gardenhen.com or just google garden hen yes. you can see all the details that they can make a coop that is actually like your custom house and all this kind well, of you stuff. you drive through River Oaks, so, you see these big mansions with columns and stuff, and you look in the backyard, they've got actually a, a, a chicken coop that matches their home. And it's we weird. Have, I mean, you think incredible. chickens, I mean, you think about that as kind of a country thing, but yeah. it is like a sustainable deal. We're going to get into that, but, you know, chickens in Texas, right? Because we always got to have our, our boot angle, our history angle as well mm-hmm. on things. But, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, as I'm reading these books about the Alamo and the runaway scrape, they're abandoning their, uh, their their farmsteads and there's chickens everywhere, you know. So, so the colonists had come and brought chickens, I guess, in the 18, you know, 30s, 20s at that time mm-hmm. period. Um, I was I was kind of thinking like, what are the Indians thinking about these these people like <laughs> holding birds? They're like, what are, you, what are they doing? They you know? totally thought they were probably just a little bit cuckoo. I mean, honestly, I'm sure the way that people think that we raise chickens now in our backyard, there's still some folks out there that are. The older generation that they kind of laugh at me that were they were grown up on a farm and they they don't understand the concept of having five six seven chickens in the backyard with a chicken Not coop for a production of eggs and for actually camaraderie as a pet so a lot of our clients we've had folks that have uh, children with learning disabilities autism and they actually have these as pets that could be therapeutic at times for you know certain situations yeah 
what I thought was really cool is that when we first met, you're talking about the educational programs you guys mm -hmm. do in schools. And you're going through the different lifestyle. You can have a song about it, I think. You know, <laughs> 21, 21 days, days. <laughs> 21 lighters. What can happen unfold, in 21 days? But it's cool because now they understand. Yes. We kind of talk about that with our boots and stuff. Like people don't understand how a boot is made. They don't understand like how you get the meat or the egg, you know, from, you know, to your uh, your table. It's it, you got to educate people. They just go to HEB or they go into yes. a boot shop and grab boots and it's done. You know, so it's that. There's a it's lot of work and a lot of hours behind that. Yeah. She'll tell you. A lot of work and a lot of hours. I bet I know this answer, but what's the biggest misconception about our business? About chickens um, in the backyard? What, what do you need for an egg? We can need a lot of hours, number one. Yeah. A lot of but feed, a lot of need? time. But you don't need a rooster. Don't That's need a, a rooster. huge misconception. <laughs> now, if you want babies, right. of course you need a rooster. Chicken, hen, or rooster. But if yeah. you want just eggs, all you need is a hen. So us That's guys it. are kind of useless in the backyard chicken game. <laughs> yeah. So all of our clients, they just want hens, right? So they just want eggs produced. And, and you got, you're going to get in trouble because in the city, you don't really need the rooster making the noise at 3 in the morning going to crow. No, your neighbors absolutely. are going to hate you. Right? Unless you already don't like your neighbor. It will. That, you could go <laughs> if you want to make them miserable, backyard. you could do that. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Yeah. Chicken wars. <laughs> right? Yeah. There, there, there was a time, right, so you had these farms. Uh, sorry, you had, like, you know, family farms. Then you had commercial farms. Yes. Right? So when did that happen? I mean, because, again, you talk about the density of the population. You can't have the farms... You can't have the chickens at home so much until we, you know, we're talking about this urbanization of, of chicken coops and stuff like that. But then they had, you know, big mass-produced, um, you know, chicken farms, and then it's going to the well. The same public. thing is how did yeah. you? Yeah, how did you realize or when did you realize the the need for urban farming? So this is two parts. So I'm gonna let her tell you how yeah. we realized the need ourselves, yeah. and then I'll talk to y'all about how like the landscape of the city has changed and evolved over the last 80 years from big farms to residential lots and how that's affected our chickens. But she can tell you how we got started in the business. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it was About now 2000. quite a while ago, but we got started based on something I was kind of infatuated with from childhood. I used to raise chickens as a kid and got older, it kind of went on the wayside. But then when I met Michael and we got married, I was like- it's Chicken Mike, by the way. <laughs> well, Chicken, chicken Mike. Mike. <laughs> um, but when, Chicken Mike and I got married. <laughs> gotta, gotta She's called me so much correct. worse, just so y'all know. Yes, yes. I, <laughs> We're 20 years of marriage. But no, when we, when we got married, I kind of went to him one day, and I was like, I kind of want to get back to my roots, and I want to get backyard chickens. And he's kind of looking uh, at me like... Negative ghostwriter. The no, I think I'm good on that. And I'm like, well, sorry, you don't have a choice. So I literally went and got chickens, built my own backyard chicken coop. Where do you get chickens from? You can get them actually from all over... Houston, okay. um, Melinda at Seabreeze Hens. You can go to Wabash. You can right? go tractor to Tractor Supply. supply. Quality okay. feed. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's grown in such popularity, you know, chicken keeping um, that Ooh. now you can get them pretty much anywhere. So she defied all odds by building her own coop at first. And it was hot pink. And literally, yeah. <laughs> these chickens thrived in our backyard enough to where I kind of started understanding it. But but to tell you the truth. I was I was terrified to even touch one. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine this guy scared? No. Well, chicken Mike being I mean, scared weird. of chicken. You know? Yeah, yeah. Scratching Mike. Scratching Mike. Ice Mike. Yeah. Ice Mike. Doing the slam and stuff. I mean, I mean, yeah, right. I mean, when you handed me pine cone for the first time, I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, you know, I was like, 
Pineco's beautiful, but I didn't know if it's right. she looks kind of like a little muppet well, when you look at her. Beginning of the end, we didn't know. It's all exactly. Well, well, you if you see Pineco, we we'll have some videos of Pineco on the uh, episode. <laughs> Absolutely, you it's can a therapy see. chicken. Well, we'll what, what, also is silky, yeah. Yeah, we'll link her Instagram. She's yeah, got well, over two thousand followers. She so, does. Right? She does. Very cool. But that being said, so like obviously she defies our backyard odds. We in a tiny backyard community. And she was working at a private school, and the private school would do a little life cycle hatching program. And they kept giving Nicole the babies. And so Nicole kept bringing the babies home, and she'd weed out the roosters and keep the girls. And we'd had a ton of eggs, a ton of babies that grew up to be full-size chickens now. I'm like, babe, we can't have 20 chickens in a backyard <laughs> I think it was community. closer to 30. It probably was. How wow. long ago was this? This was... That's in 2010. Okay. Yes, wow. 2010. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so basically, we went and sat on the side of the road at... If y'all know, are familiar with uh, Trader's Village? Sure. Yeah. So mm-hmm. across the street, so we were just bleeding off their traffic. You know, we set up in a parking lot across the street with a hand painted sign, and within six hours, we sold everything. We it bought. was well worth it. Wow. And well worth it. it. It was cool, but you can't monetize six month old chickens, those eggs, no, and, and make a business. Because of the time period that it takes for an egg to hatch and then turn into an adult chicken and turn around and lay eggs Twenty-one itself, days. Well, six months for it to grow before Yeah, six months. Yeah. So there's the monetization. There you go. They won't lay eggs till over five to six months. So to monetize that, you need hundreds and hundreds of chickens. And so we're not in the chicken selling business. Never have been. So we're really a backyard chicken business. So we learned how to teach people how to cultivate an egg in their backyard. And then we go into schools and we do the life cycle hatching program with our own curriculum now and songs and all kinds of cool stuff in yep. English and in Spanish. Yes. And then we have a service business that Nicole and I are responsible for 17 clients each week that we clean the coop, maintain the coop. Mm-hmm. All they have to do is really collect eggs. There's insurance involved. Um, healthcare. Healthcare. Um, yes. There's a lot that goes on with, the, with our service business. but. That's all spawned because she brought these silly things home one day. And, and I all literally, these things, right? I just didn't understand it at first, yeah. but, but really the lifestyle made sense after some time. And uh, year to date, we have over, well, I'm going to say by the end of the summer, we'll have over 400 chicken coops in greater oh, surrounding so areas cool. of Houston. Yes. Yeah. We've reached over 20,000 students, and yeah. we have the 17 clients. Unbelievable. I mean, honestly, when I met you, I didn't realize that people were raising chickens in their backyard. For me, that was like, that's, that's kind of a weird sure. thing. But now, we've kind of normalized it i mean for me of course you do that I mean, what's the benefit of having that i mean honestly like what six months ago we had this egg shortage and all that well, kind of stuff what's you're you're gonna have a lot of the media that's gonna come out each year a lot of propaganda and it, and it yes the the you know you hear big pharmaceutical right but i'm gonna talk big chicken for a second and sure. we're talking like the large corporations they don't like folks like nicole and i teaching people how to cultivate chickens on a smaller scale because the next step is that people will have to eventually one day, if the government doesn't provide a healthy enough product for us, harvest that meat themselves too, like Chris was talking about earlier with me off camera. But right now our clients are just really focused on pets, eggs, and having a lifestyle right now. Well, and the companionship, because sure. it's like a cat or a it's dog. A, it's it's a learning, no different. It's a yeah. They're getting back their to their roots with their, sure. with their gardens. Yeah. Well. I, just so just like to reiterate that again, because I think we had talked about it. I, I, I honestly did not understand you're raising chickens to make like a rotisserie chicken in your in your deal. Oh, come here, you know, Billy, and we're gonna 
we're gonna have dinner tonight. You're just, you know. But but this this whole thing is eggs is the main thing yes. that people have, right? Yes. No, you can to... have meat birds. A lot of people right. do it. You have dual purpose birds that are for meat and for eggs. Mm -hmm. But typically, again, it goes back to the companionship. Just like a cat or a dog, you have your. Chickens. Couldn't imagine eating my dog. No, exactly. Well, and I always say once you give something yeah. a name, Korea. you're not really prone to wanting. Couldn't eat my dog. I can eat his. <laughs> <laughs> You're never coming over. Ever. <laughs> and, and, and to kind of dial back to your second question, or first question prefaced by Bill's question, but uh, the way the city has adapted by having chickens, right? So in the 40s, we had large farms. Like the Galleria was mm -hmm. farms, farmland. I mean, literally, you people live downtown. Hey, FM, sure. farm yeah. to market. Yeah, farm yes. to market, 1093 yeah. or 1083, whatever it is, that was yeah. Westheimer. And basically, you had... Builders, developers like John Staub in the 20s come in and start developing River Oaks. Um, you had other developers come in and start moving their way outward. And in River Oaks, you had, you know, the big 10,000 square foot lots, 8,500 mm -hmm. square foot lots. But when you started moving outward past where we have like the loop right now, those are 6,500 square foot, 4,500 square foot lots that resemble now Tanglewood, which some of those mm -hmm. lots are bigger, I know. But like right. the traditional cookie cutter lots back in, like that we see today on development, that's what they started doing back then. And they kept the same bylaws at having 100 feet from your neighbor, from their dwelling, from their home. So your coop had to be 100 feet from their dwelling. Because you had that back then. But you, you don't have, have that now. Chickens. Everybody's on top sure. of them. And, yeah, and 30 chickens doesn't make sense for a backyard. So no. the city never adapted it. It started when? And then, then really in the 40s. 40s, okay. Yeah. 1930s so. to 1940s. So, but you the guys bylaws had to go were written. In front of Congress and, and we've and, gone Texas in front of everybody, you name it. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, Nicole and I spoke in front of a Senate committee at, at, at the Capitol, um, and the only folks that opposed us, and I checked in my name is Chicken Mike, by the way, yes. <laughs> and, and, they, and they repeated it out loud, so that's actually verified. Um, if but you're that, wearing this kind of suit, you would have, you know, yeah, you'd, you'd be uh, you, it would have been way more, powerful. <laughs> um, way more. But, but we did, and uh, the only guy that opposed us, this guy got up, and he represented what I'd call Big Chicken. He came down, starched down, did not have a pair of Republic boots on. So Definitely that was a, did not. That was a minus for him. Um, <laughs> so he, Sorry, he was I one of the only guys that opposed that guy. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy. Yes. I did say that. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Bill encouraged me to say it, too. Um, but that being said, uh, that was the only group that opposed us, is what I'd say what represented Big Chicken. And there was no explanation. They just put their name on the list. So... That's they stood what, there until they got the answer they wanted. And that's left. all the wow. senators in other words, look yeah. for because they just look at the name that opposes it. He didn't have to get up there and really even tell him. He just comes no. up and says, we oppose this. And then they're like, oh, who's that dude that opposed it? Oh, wow. Oh, they write what size check to us each year? Okay. Exactly. So Carol Alvarado actually wow. looked at me in the face at that committee meeting and goes, I don't believe my city wants chickens. And I said, ma'am, with all due respect, I think the city has a different tone. And we had shoot at that time almost 200 coops mm -hmm. on the floor you know in backyards yeah. and i was like i just think the city has a different tone and watch me roll <laughs> yeah wow i mean so we we reach an international audience right so we're all over the world and uh, we're really a big hit in tokyo and uh also belgium is there other places <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible i know <laughs> i can keep a straight oh, but face it, but it's good too it's good, it's good. <laughs> i mean other places in the world, do, do they have chickens in other places in the world? They are definitely all over the world. They're, yeah. Chickens outnumber the human population 100 to 1. I, I mean, even more than that. What is the most expensive that. chicken in the market right now? Well, Backyard chicken. In my opinion, it's the AM Samani. And Where does that come from? Those come from Indonesia, and they run 2500 a pair. Wow. Male if and you female get pair. full blood. 
you know. So the eggs are really good. So I'm thinking we had uh, <laughs> no. Ryan Cade up here. I'm meat. thinking Wagyu beef. Yeah. So yeah. they're yeah. completely exotic. The chicken is completely black Everything. from inside to out. The only thing that it does anything different color-wise from itself yeah. is it lays an all-white egg. Oh, wow. And so they are looked it's at in... It's energy it, black. Everything is black is on this black. bird. And they're stunning. They're absolutely stunning. Right. They're so black. They're iridescent green and blue and purple. And... Um, in a lot of other countries, they look at these birds as like magical because they think that because they're the way they are, they have magical properties. Some countries even make potions we out of a, these birds. It's really interesting. Galveston that would actually, we we caught a root like a like a brood of some Amsamanis from some breeder, and we took a couple and then we actually bred a few on a on a piece of property. Mm -hmm. And then this guy would actually take a few birds from us every so months, and he would make what he told us was potions. Tinctures, okay. potions. Wow. Um, he believed yeah, that they weird. they had yeah. healing properties. That's so, okay. Yeah. So uh, I think the only it, thing it, that has healing properties for me is cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> Lone Star Beer. <laughs> there there was a point in time where you guys had the, a curriculum within the school district. Sure. Is that still we going still on? do or that. Twenty thousand yes. plus okay. students. Okay. Yeah. And yes. Nicole and I are so blessed to be able to do this. What we do is we you know we'll bring the incubator into the classroom and do everything for the teacher. We give her the curriculum in English and Spanish, like I was saying earlier, but the kids get to see so much more than just babies. What they do is um, they develop empathy. So they actually have mm -hmm. something that hatches out that they're responsible for in the classroom that the teacher can bounce empathy off of. We have so many things right now that are violent in our children's culture, from video games to yes. our right. own society. So when you care for an animal and that animal produces something for you in return, you develop empathy for that animal and you, you can actually empathy, develop empathy, compassion, empathy for other folks. Love, right. No, no, it's just huge. A, a sense of yeah. uh, responsibility. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. when you look at kids and, and believe it or not, kids actually crave to want to do good and be responsible and they want to be, you know, applauded and told, hey, good job. You know, it really offers a sense of that. And we have kids coming up to us years later, kids graduating high school being like, At the Rockets you know, game, wanting to see my roots yes. tattoo coming up to me. They're like, I'm like, how old are you? He's like, I'm a senior. I'm like, I'm wow, so it. we did your program like when you were in third grade? So yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, we, we've been in business over 10 years, Nicole and I have, mm -hmm. with our hatching program it's and the so coops. Fast. It have. really has. It has. I mean, so, it started from this little thing to now being something incredibly awesome. I'm so awesome. proud of that. That's, yeah. that's so cool. Literally. <laughs> we still I need those little credit. model things that we were talking about before. I forgot sure. what you call them. But, uh, so your name is Chicken Mike. Yeah. And I said, Miss Nicole. Have Miss Nicole. Miss Nicole. <laughs> if you're in the boot shop, everybody's got a name. Fireball. Everybody's got Boom. a nickname. Yeah. You know, we got, uh, <laughs> there's Chop over there. There's Boo Boo. And we got some boots Coach and blah, 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 Kodak. But I said, you're, you can't be Rat Snake Nicole. No. That just that sounds <laughs> yeah, yeah. terrible. It does. But is there so, like a snake episode? That, tell that us we, about we the snake. Oh, Internationally goodness. famous. Uh, I'll, yes. I'll set it up and I'll let her finish. I'll, I'll, set, I'll set the layup and I'll let her finish it off. Oh. So with our service business, um, not to get into anything, because it's not a sad thing. Nicole isn't driving much right now because she's diagnosed with a little health issue. And our daughter, who's 19 and very capable of driving mom around the coops. Um, <laughs> and is, a big help at yes, that. Yes, and has been yeah. a huge help. Yeah. She's been helping out with one of our longer customers that lives out in Burton, which is about an hour from our house. And Nicole cleans two really, really large coops. Mm -hmm. And they're in the country. And she got a surprise one day. Well, I get a lot of surprises, believe it or not. You're out in the country or even in a you know houston yeah, backyard you know yeah. you've, you've got everything yeah. from raccoons possums hawks owls but 
Snakes have been a really big one for me lately, and not so much right now because it's too hot in summer. Sure. It's more like early part of the year, spring predominantly. <laughs> so I'm going in cleaning out a coop like I normally do, and to my surprise, I just reached right in and I grabbed one, and I was like, oh, well, you're a rat snake. I, I can handle you. Um, and sure enough, was carrying the snake out of the coop, and I've had to do this numerous times at the same place. Is that in country? <laughs> I mean, this snake literally, so it's not like a 19-year-old girl wants to help her mom with the snake. No, she, she literally wants to film goes her to mom doing it, right? all of it. So the first clip of the film, actually, the snake lays an egg in the It was coop. laying eggs in the coop, oh, which is, weird. I don't know if it wanted to wow. be a chicken kind of or... Style, but totally they're also known as chicken snakes, so, you know, yeah. rat snakes, chicken snakes. You got so. food, rat turd. Ready and willing. It's right got plenty of eggs to so, nosh so she, on. She yeah. basically is carrying it out the coop, and you hear our daughter in the background dropping f bombs. <laughs> yes. Because it's not like giving birth at McDonald's. It almost is like somebody's dying. You know. I was like, like, are you going to be all right over there? <laughs> and she's the one doing all the work. And and Nicole, um, it actually got out of her grips in her, in her hands uh, with the snake lead and the stick, and and it lodged itself. <laughs> In my in daughter's our, engine. Yeah, in the mini. Was Cooper like, engine. nope, I'm, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm gonna do what you don't want me to do and go in the engine. And I don't know about you two, but if you yeah. smell any form of a burning animal in an engine, because yeah. everybody's like, oh, just turn. And I'm like, do you no. Know how much that would have cost? That's oh. damage yeah. number BMW, one, and the smell Cooper, won't go away for months. That's expensive German parts. Snake just yeah. so yeah. out of your. Yeah. I, I'm just <laughs> like, no, we gotta, we gotta I, I get it out. I did that with a cat one time. That's another story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's but it's yeah. horrible. I something similar. I heard it. Get rid of the engine. No, never mind. Keep going. Sorry. No, you know, you know. I was going to go somewhere with that. So I had to go, of course, pop the hood, get the snake out of the car, and the snake was fighting me, like literally holding on for dear life. But I want to go home with you. Yes, but sure enough, finally got it out of there. Long story short, this video. We're going to put that video inside of the nose. Go inside those notes and check that out. It is awesome. Yeah. It's cooler in Spanish because we're like, oh, the I can't speak Spanish very well. I, mean, yeah. I, it went I, I think you nailed it went that, though. Yeah, yeah, he got that yeah, you nailed yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. it's all, I mean, it's, it's international, right? It's yes. Good. Yeah. Just yes. like our, our viewers in Tokyo that are uh, watching right now. Right? <laughs> oh! I can't, do, I can't do Japanese. Yeah, what he said. Though. I can't do Japanese. Well, you're about to get canceled, Conrad. <laughs> yes. yes. I, I have a lot of friends in Tokyo, and Japanese friends are uh, good, good friends of mine. Yeah. Chris Sun. They call me Chris Sun. Yes, you have to do Chris Sun. Chris Sun. Chris Sun. <laughs> so we do at the end uh, of our episodes, we talk about boots. Yes. What are y'all's favorite kind of boots? What's your hide? What do you, what, what do you guys think? So I guess there's two different probably answers to that. It's probably work boots and fancy boots. Yeah. I, I do both. Do you, do you work in boots? When you I do. To, well, yeah. when yeah. I'm, yes I and no. I work in flip flops and vans. <laughs> oh, your, your vans are nasty. But as a rule, yeah, when you go out into yeah. certain properties, you should always protect your feet. So right. tennis shoe, it depends on also oh, yep. the climate because yep. sometimes wearing boots is just, it's excruciatingly sure. hot. So I'm not going to lie yeah. from that no, standpoint. No, 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 sure, totally sure. But as a rule, when I wear boots, I like my boots really worn in. Mm -hmm. I, I like them to feel like I'm, you know, just slipped slip on a yeah. comfortable thing so i wear my boots to the ground when when i do wear my boots that's cool um but every now and again a nice pair of dress boots those are great too because they make everything boots. look nice so yeah we're in texas <laughs> man we designed these ones what this like is my first pair chicken mike boots by years? republic boot Company. yes yeah this was yes. one of the first yes. ones so it's funny because 
They are snake. We didn't even have the <laughs> the rat snake situation. Was that four years ago, maybe three five. eight, yeah. four or five years ago. Yeah. Three daughters with the uh, H name and the with chicken the foot. Chicken foot. That's <laughs> ah, so cool. Uh, shout chicken out to foot. your daughters. What's your yes. names? Haley, Harper, and Harley. There you go. Yes. Three H's. Yes. Yeah, the three H. Very cool pair of boots, man. <laughs> It's, uh, they're definitely a showstopper whenever I pull they my are. leg up or I cross my legs somewhere, you know. Yeah, you <laughs> got to be careful with snake, though, because it might uh, cut on you. See, they're kind of, uh, <laughs> you know, your fancy ones. Remember, again. I yep. got the snake lady with me. That's exactly Snake right. lady, I'm gonna gotta, be all right. got to be careful. I'm going to be all right. <laughs> cool, guys. I, we've really enjoyed you guys. I mean, how do we find you guys? What, what's yep. going on? What's going on next? We're, we're, tell me. Uh, Real quickly, what's yeah. going on next is uh, we're creating products right now. So hopefully Nicole and I are going to take the next step in our journey, and we have created an awesome team. Because uh, yes. it, it takes more than just Nicole and I, and it takes a team. So we're creating a team and a product line called Sweet Lucy. Awesome. And uh, Sweet Lucy, you can find it on our website. There will be a link on our website on the Garden Hen. And, uh, Google Garden Hen, yeah. Yeah, so if you yes. Google Garden Hen, it's actually the-garden-hen.com. But if you Google Garden Hen, it all pops up at Everything the top. pops up. Um, so you have, you have chicken feed and that So it's going to be a food. So okay. it's going to be a food line. Okay. We're going to also create, um, this is really rad, hopefully uh, our own line of bedding. So just preliminary, we haven't nailed anything down. Test and measures. Test right and now. measurement right now. Right. So it's a bedding that goes into coops. That even might spawn the very first ever my pillow for chickens. <laughs> so it's really um, going to be something cool. So a nesting pad that's going to go in the nesting box. And there's a proprietary ingredient that we're going to actually put in this little pad that is like the stuffing for the pillow. Wow. And it's going to actually it's not be cannabis. A, no, it's not cannabis. No, okay. but everything's you know going to be all well. natural yeah. and recycled. Well. It's all. It's it's everything is legal. Um, and it's actually, <laughs> Preface here. It's Where's gonna, our lawyer? <laughs> it's going to create aromatics for the coop. So it's going to actually change the way people are, are thinking about their coops because we can take natural resources or a lot of recycled products. Amazing. Yes. And then create cool. something awesome with it. Very green. I, I mean, yes. You can take this green. up and throw it into a uh, landfill or utilize it. You know, for put it uh, in your garden. Do yeah, whatever you sure. want with it. But the point is, it's it. And a little totally hint. Awesome. A little hint. It's um. It might have a little caffeine in it. To okay. tell you the truth, and so that's actually natural, which would be caffeine go into the egg and then so you actually have one thing you, uh, we're going to actually study and we're going to actually see if there is caffeine that is because I don't think they're going to be able to ingest enough of it from the bedding to produce anything in the egg but if it's ingested it's not harmful for them and this is something that can go to your compost quicker than anything yeah. in the market right now yeah. wow. yes. don't need your cup of coffee you just get that egg hey, sandwich right? you know that egg cup of huh? did you say cup of coffee? cup of coffee? I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> that might be the thing guys <laughs> right on. Well, thank you guys. Here, toast, yeah. cheers, and all that. Cheers. Uh, Absolutely. We're going to find a name cheers. for you, uh, Miss Nicole, but you guys have been fantastic. You know what? Miss Nicole is good. Miss Nicole is good for now. Good for now. All right. Yes. <laughs> guys, check it out. Subscribe down below. Check out our friends over here in the Garden Hen. And, uh, we're going to have a great, we got a lot yeah. of great stuff coming up. And uh, If you're in watching. the area, if you're Houston area, come see us. We're in the Heights. <laughs> Love you, man. Bye.